Hello, everyone, and welcome back inside Centure Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones, and coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton and several players as they take a look back at Sunday's loss. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. Broncos fell 17 to 16 at home in week one to the Las Vegas Raiders. Not the outcome Denver was hoping for in their season opener, but there are positives that can be taken out of Sunday's game. Head coach Sean Payton discussed his thoughts on the offense's performance and what they can take out of week one moving forward. I just finished talking about this with our team. It's a bit unusual in that um, it's rare both teams end up with just six possessions. Um, you know, in other words, points then become at a premium. Um, you know, generally speaking, you're between 10 and 12 possessions a game. So part of it was a result of both teams having long sustained drives, um, you know, overcoming some third downs, maybe some penalties that keep drives moving. But um, it was a little unusual that way. Obviously, uh, the thing offensively that maybe stood out is there weren't any explosives. I mean, we had a couple plays that would measure into the explosive category, but it, it was uh, it was unique that way in a game where you didn't have the same amount of possessions you were used to, and then the margins quickly shift. So if you told me we were going to win the turnover battle, we were going to win the rushing battle against that team, um, I would have been real happy and said that more than likely we were going to win the game, but it wasn't the case. Both running back Samaj P. Ryan and inside linebacker Josie Jewell also spoke on the team's unusual six possessions and how that can be used as a strength moving forward. Yeah, you know it's going to be a going to be a huge strength for us just to keep drives going, just to uh, you know take time off of the clock, just to wear people down. Um, and you know when we um, get the explosives figured out, then you know it's uh it's really going to be really going to be difficult to stop us because, you know, you have to worry about the run game, you know, the quick passes, but also the deep threat. So you can't just load the box all the time. Um, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely going to help out, you know, as the season go, goes along. And, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just see where it takes us. Definitely longer than usual. I mean, we love when our offense is out there driving the ball, uh, eating up some clock. Uh, but then, I mean, their offense did some of the same to us. So, uh, yeah, it did feel uh, pretty weird, um, but we got to be able to, like I said earlier, we got to be able to find a way to get off on third down, not have those stupid penalties, um, and just be able to execute on coaches' calls. So uh, it did feel weird, uh, but those are things we can also stop, you know, and, and we can give our offense a couple more possessions by getting a couple of stops earlier. Samaje also talked about his thoughts on the team's one-two punch with him and running back Javante Williams. Yeah, it's working out great. I mean, obviously it was only the uh, the first game, but, um, you know, I can see us really, you know, down the stretch, you know, going into the third and fourth quarter, really leaning on defenses when they're getting tired. And, um, you know, we're still relatively fresh because, you know, we're two physical backs. And, um, you know, some some teams just aren't going to want to go against that for four quarters. But, uh, you know, yesterday I feel like was a uh, – was a decent debut would have been great to get the win but you know there was of course there were some things that we have to clean up but there was also you know lots of positives you know to take away from this game and um you know I'm just excited to to see how you know how we keep moving forward and you know how we respond 
The Broncos defense held Raiders running back Josh Jacobs to just 48 yards on 19 carries. And Josie Jewell said today that he was impressed with the team's physical front. I thought our D-lineman did a great job all game of, uh, you know, keeping the lanes pretty tight for us. Alex and I to run around, even the safeties every once in a while to fit with us. Um, and they did a great job. I mean, all you saw a lot of the tackles were pretty close, tight tackles. Uh, we were in the box. Um, so I thought the D the D line did a great job. Uh, safeties did a great job. Corners did a great job of tackling. Um, and that's what we have to do week in and week out. Head coach Sean Payton detailed how we saw the team bounce back in difficult situations yesterday and what his expectations are this week. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I thought there was grit, toughness. I thought, you know, we battled hard, all of those things. Um, and yet, it's disappointing you don't come away with the win. My expectations this week are, you know, we're back at it. We're back to work. Um, and we get ready to play another home game and an important game for us. Josie Jewell added to that, saying that the team made their corrections today and it's time to move on to week two. You know, we lost the game yesterday, uh, made the corrections today. Um, and people always talk about the 24-hour rule and stuff like that. And, and um you know, now that we watched it, now that we all talked about it, it's time to let it go. Yeah, it sucks. First game, you don't want to lose, especially Raiders, um, AFC game. Um, so now, I mean, now it's time to move on, and, and everybody's got to be on the same page of trying to beat Washington. And uh, that's what we're going to try to do, and we're going to keep our nose to the grindstone and worry about them and not worry about the last game. Now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio for a game recap is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, a close one this Sunday. Unfortunately, the Broncos didn't get to win the win to open up their season, but there were a lot of positives to take out of the game. First off, this offense got off to a faster start, and the Broncos scored on their season opening drive for the first time since 2008. Yeah, long time, huh? That's a long time, yeah. Surprising that uh, went all the way through the Peyton Manning era yeah, and never scored on the first Drive of the season, yeah. but yeah, you're thank right. you for that stat too. You're welcome. You're the one who told our, me about our that. friend Tyler Gorse pulled it initially, so <laughs> I'll give him credit. Um, yeah, you know, I think the offense looked better, obviously, yeah. and I think there were several signs of that. The touchdown drive, right. um, the two-minute touchdown right before halftime, obviously, that put the Broncos in the lead. Um, their third down efficiency close to 50%. Mm-hmm. You look at the fact that they had two drives of over eight minutes, two scoring drives, right. um, only one three and out and every other drive, they picked up at least three first downs. I mean, they, they possessed the ball. Well, um, it just didn't ultimately lead to all that many points or a win, unfortunately. And, um, that had to do partially with the lack of explosive plays, uh, just two plays of, 20 yards or more, and those were for 20 and 21 yards, respectively. So you didn't see the huge chunk plays that you see sometimes. That was part of the Raiders, I think, defensive strategy. But, yeah, the offense looked better, and I think especially compared to last year at this time because, granted, what we're seeing right now, Sid, is not a finished product. We're going to continue to see it improve. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to be encouraged about, particularly on the offensive side of the football. For sure. And something that's been talked about a lot today, Eric, we heard from head coach Sean Payne earlier in the show about how unusual it was for this team to have six possessions on Sunday, both the Broncos and the Raiders too. I mean, when you look at that, I mean, typically in a game, a team has what, 10 possessions or more? Yeah. 10, 12. I mean, eight is like a, is a low. Is low, right. Um, and I think I saw a stat that since 2000, at least, which is when the, the data goes back to yeah. Broncos have never had a game with this few possessions. And, mm-hmm. um, Listen, part of that was holding the ball and, and yeah. um, moving the ball down the field well on offense. Part of it was the fact that the defense did give up some long drives, and Josie Jewell talked about that on Monday, that, hey, we've got to get 
off the field on third down and give our offense a few more chances because points per possession, um, scoring on three of the six drives, uh, certainly a uh, an encouraging, um, yeah, you know, output. But you just need a few more opportunities, or you've got to be you know, pretty close to perfect. And uh, mm-hmm. Sean Payton talked about that too, that when you play a game with that few drives, that few possessions, the margin for error just gets a lot uh, smaller. Smallers. And unfortunately, a missed extra point, a missed field goal, yeah. um, you know, a couple of maybe defensive lapses, those sorts of things come back and bite you and you end up, I mean, said so I got the box score in front of me. And, right. and you look down at they had the same number of first downs. Mm-hmm. They had the exact same third down efficiency. They had... A, the difference in net yards was one. I mean, you, oh just, my gosh. you go down and it. both teams played essentially the same, same game. game. And, right. I mean, you kind of expect that in a one-point game. But yeah. the Broncos didn't make the mistakes that the Raiders did. did. Like the Raiders mm-hmm. threw a pick in the end zone. Right. They had that big penalty um, on Riley Dixon that extended a Broncos drive and gave the Broncos a chance to add a field goal. I mean, it just felt like... You know, they were two and four, two of four in the red zone instead of two of three. It felt like the Raiders made more mistakes, and yet they come away with the victory. And um, right. we heard Sean Payton say, "We, when you win in rushing, you win in uh, the penalty yards. Mm-hmm. You figure turnovers. you're going to look up. Yeah, t- yeah, turnovers. Mm-hmm. You figure you're going to look up and uh, and win the football game. Right. And for whatever reason, it just it didn't happen. Right. Eric, you mentioned the penalties. The Broncos had ten for eighty-three yards. I mean, how much do you feel like those really impacted yesterday's game? I mean, certainly a couple of them really did. I mean, yeah. right, that Kareem Jackson um, unnecessary mm-hmm. roughness penalty. It's, it's a tough one, right? It's a bang-bang play. He's got to right. make a stop. You've got to get them off the field, certainly yeah. not trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that was a big one. Um, Asang Bassi's roughing the passer call that, you know, I, I understand by the letter of the law maybe it's right, but he's just he's putting a hit on the quarterback as he's letting go to the football. Yeah. Um, that obviously turned a big play for the Raiders into an even bigger play and moved mm-hmm. them down into range where they ended up scoring a touchdown a few plays later. Right. Those were uh, were some big ones. I mean, there was one on Justin Simmons earlier in the game, personal foul-wise, that you know it led to a touchdown, but they had gotten a first down on third down anyway. So it wasn't yeah. as big of a deal in my mind. But, um, yeah, you've got to clean some things up. There's some things, especially pre-snap, you don't want to see um, – some of those plays, some of those penalties are going to happen, right? And uh, you live with some of those, but you, you want to get that number down a little bit. And like we mentioned before, when the margin is so slim, a penalty here, a penalty there can can be the difference. And For sure. unfortunately, especially on that last drive, it it was one of the differences. Yeah. Eric, looking back at some of the positives, I know wide receiver Corlin Sutton, he praised the offensive line and running backs for their performance um, last night after the game. So, Eric, I want to look at Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, they both looked fast, tough, I mean, hard to tackle. Um, but it was really impressive to see not only what they could do on the ground in the ground game, but in the passing game as well. Yeah, and they both got, especially Samaje, yeah. got better as the game went on. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw him, the Broncos' last scoring drive, right. Broncos kind of wore him down a little bit, some big runs by Samaje Piran. I was surprised uh, maybe a little bit that in that, you know, that final drive there, Sid, where the Broncos add a, or not final drive, but where they had a field goal, they get down to the eight-yard line and then um, – throw the ball three consecutive times yeah. after you've just had some success with uh, Samaje running the football. So um, we heard from Samaje on Monday and he mm-hmm. said he thinks that can be a strength of this team, especially yeah. late in games, you know, run the football, have some success, some success with him and Javante. Um, I was impressed with both of them. Uh, you know, 
maybe a little bit. I mean, Julio McLaughlin got put in a couple of tough situations, but right. at some point you'd like to see his speed help the Broncos out. Maybe that's a way to get some of these explosive plays that Denver sure. was missing. Um, but yeah, the the running game was was solid. The pass protection was solid. I mean, Max Crosby has he obviously disrupted one drive and yeah. turned it from a first and ten inside the forty yard line to a, a punt and. and third and 35 or whatever it was. So yeah. we know how good he can be, but he didn't disrupt the entire game, game and right. and they were able to move the ball. So from an offensive line standpoint, pass protection and run blocking, uh, I thought it was nicely done. Yeah. Well, we also heard head coach Sean Payton talk today about really the lack of pass rush on a Sunday. You know, the Broncos didn't register mm-hmm. a single sack uh, versus the Raiders. So Eric, how do you want to see them kind of focus on that moving forward? Yeah. Some of it is situational, right? I mean, right. Jimmy Garoppolo gets rid of the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos did not put the Raiders in a lot of third and longs, which yeah. is going to hurt your opportunity to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. And I think in the first half, there were just a couple times where it was more than you know, third and one or two. There was a, a third and seven. There was maybe a third and six. Um, in the second half, there was a third and 12 that would have been a good pass rushing opportunity. But mm-hmm. overall, there weren't a ton of those chances. Yeah, um, point. And on a couple of those, he scrambled, obviously, right, for um, a first down on the last uh, drive of the game had one of those on the opening touchdown drive. So they flushed him out of the pocket a couple of times and, and were disruptive in that way. But you're right. Didn't get a, a sack. So um, I said this, I think uh, yesterday and earlier when we were recording the neutral zone is that if it happens next week against Washington and Sam Howell and, mm-hmm. and it becomes a trend, maybe you worry a little bit more. This was a weird game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, Sean Payton talked about different ways you can get pressure, whether it's guys winning one-on-one or bringing um, extra rushers or, you know, having the proper coverage downfield to allow people to get there. I mean, all those things kind of come into consideration. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Broncos were still able to disrupt some plays, but yeah, the, the, the pressure is something you're going to be looking for this week in particular. And can guys like Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, Zach Allen, can they uh, make more of an impact? Because certainly on that last drive in particular, if you can get to Jimmy and, and take him down, yeah, maybe you get a chance at uh, going to win the football game. For sure. Yeah, Eric, we saw you know Denver's defense pretty much contain Jimmy Garoppolo in the Raiders' offense for most of the afternoon, really until the fourth quarter. You mentioned that the Raiders' you know final scoring drive, that six-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. How did you kind of see the tempo change for the defense on that drive? Yeah, it's just about... It's about having urgency, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Broncos go up um, 16-10. And at that point, the feeling, at least where I was, is that, oh, the Broncos are in control of this yeah. game. And even as the Raiders started to move the football, it still wasn't – it didn't feel like the Broncos were in danger necessarily of giving up a quick drive because mm-hmm. the previous drives had taken a, a long, long time, time to move down the right. field. And so, um, you know, a penalty, a couple of chunk plays, and before mm-hmm. you know it, the Raiders have the lead again – and um, it just kind of, it was like a momentary lapse almost. Like that was the only drive really where you saw the Broncos. And I, I know they didn't get off the field there, but yeah. on that final drive, but that scoring drive was the only real quick um, drive where either team had chunk plays. And it, it just yeah. goes to show you that any drive can can change the outcome change of a football game. game. Yeah. Um, they've got to be locked in there and find a way to, to get a stop, especially, you know, you go up 16-10, you get the ball back, maybe you get a chance to push it to two possessions and um, and essentially ice the game there. And instead, facing a deficit and go three and out as an offense, only three and out of the day and at a, at a poor time, yeah. obviously. Um, but again, I think that's part of the, 
a lot of people have been asked the last 24 hours about learning how to win and, and close out games. That's part of it. You can't, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, you've got to find a way to get seven there in the red zone. And then mm-hmm. defensively, you've got to find a way to come up with a stop. For sure. Well, it seems like the message heading into this week to week two is that, you know, it's just week one. It's just the first game of the season here. So, you know, it's not time to hit the panic button. It's still a long season and the goal is just to get better week by week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, you don't want to dismiss a, a loss, right? right? Because you want to win your home, ga- home games and division games. And Cortland Sutton, I think, said that well, that hey, this is not just another game. Like, it, it, we really wanted to get this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but lingering over it doesn't help anybody oh, at right. this point. And um, you've got to look to guys like a Mike McGlinchey who's done this before and mm-hmm. has you know, suffered a week one loss or early season losses and move forward to have successful seasons. And if you're these guys, you can't, you know, it's easy for fans to kind of look back at the last several years and say, here we go again. Players can't do that. You've got to keep no. it separate from the last several years. Right. Um, you've got to be encouraged by some of the things that this team did well, clean up the other stuff. And, and get ready for a big game against Washington because you do really need a win need this it. weekend sure. uh, when the commanders come to town. Yep. Well, the players have the day off tomorrow and Tuesday, and they'll look to turn the page to Washington Wednesday. Eric, appreciate you joining the show today. You got it, Sydney. And Broncos fans, don't forget, Paramount Plus is your streaming home to catch every local NFL and CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the team as they look to battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with the NFL on CBS awaits. So stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another episode tomorrow. And the Hall of Famer Steve Atwater is joining the show, so if you have any questions for him, please submit them below.